Hi, listeners. We want to tell you about some upcoming live events where you can join Kate and I. We're excited to announce that our upcoming Tend Her 3.0 program is happening. This is our third year in a row where we've received a grant that allows us to offer this program for free for up to 1,000 women. Our theme this year is resilience. We've realized these fast-moving times that are filled with lots of complexity require resilience. So in this four-week online program, we're going to be learning the science of resiliency, as well as all the tools that we need to strengthen our resiliency muscle. Registration for this opens October 4, and the program starts October 23. In addition, we are so excited to announce that this year we're adding to the Tend Her program an in-person Women's Resiliency Summit on Friday, November 17th from 9 to 4 p.m. It's going to be held at Little Lights on the Lane. Registration for this event will open October 23rd, the first day of the Tend Her 3.0 program. If you want to be first to know, follow us on Instagram at Kate Moreland Coaching, at Dr. Yoga Mama, and at Tend Her Wild. Last but certainly not least, consider joining Kate and I for a full live and in-person week of rewilding in the wilds of Costa Rica on yoga and meditation retreat, May 11th to the 18th, this coming 2024. Space is limited, but for more information on this event and how to register, go to www.oneyogaglobal.com. That's O-N-E, yogaglobal.com. This episode is being sponsored by Revival, a women-owned and operated clothing store located in downtown Iowa City, offers a curated selection of modern, resale, and vintage clothing and gifts. Revival focuses on brands that empower women and promote ethical and sustainable practices. Making sure your wardrobe and your style look great while doing our planet and community good. Celebrating 20 years this fall, find them on the Ped Mall in downtown Iowa City or shop 24-7 online at RevivalIwaCity.com. Use promo code TENDHER23 for 15% off your purchase. Who are you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Tend Her Wild podcast listeners. In today's episode, we are joined by a remarkable woman that we're so excited to have as a guest today, LaDonna Phillips. Welcome, LaDonna. <laughs> Let me share a little bit about your background, LaDonna, for our listeners. LaDonna is a remarkable force of determination, resilience, and ambition. As a successful single mother and visionary entrepreneur, She's rewriting the narrative of what's possible for mothers everywhere. From humble beginnings to entrepreneurial heights, LaDonna's journey began on the west side of Chicago, where she embraced the challenge of single motherhood with unwavering strength. Motivated by her daughter's future, she embarked on a mission to build a life of purpose. While she believes in continuous self-improvement, 
She's dedicated to being a lifelong learner. Through her story, she inspires countless individuals to believe that with passion, perseverance, and a strong support system, they can overcome any obstacle and achieve their goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey, Donna. Hey. Thanks Thank for, for being, being here. here. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let our listeners in as we talk here on who that special daughter is because they oh, are. We have to make our listeners wait. Are we making them wait? Oh, I don't know. Should we? Let's, Let's make them wait. Let's make them wait. Okay. Yeah. We'll make yeah. Them wait. Yeah. So um, thank you for being here. We always like to start with the question of, can you share with, with us a little bit about your first 10 years and any big events, experiences, the things that kind of shaped you, shaped you as a person and really maybe show up uh, now in, in midlife for you that, that you think back to as being really instrumental. Oh man, you're taking it back. The first 10 years. Wow. Man, those first 10 years was kind of rough. You almost kind of want to forget those first 10 years whenever, you know, where do I start? You were born in Chicago, right? No doubt about it. The west side of Chicago, um, proudly, of course. That's a great place to start, actually. Yeah. So, oh, man, I was raised by a single mom um, with six siblings in the household. So very humble beginnings, right? Six kids raising, raising on your own. And um, I guess you could say something that I don't remember much, to be honest. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember... I'm probably like maybe around nine or 10, somewhere around that range. I do remember being um, taken away from my mom, being put in um, the foster care system. And it was, it it shouldn't have been done. That's something that has always stuck with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we lived with our grandmother, right? My mom's mom. We were still in the system, so I had a chance to see early on how, you know, how powerful a single mother can be, you know. Um, Someone at the school called CPS on my mother, and they sent the people over, and my mom being a a true mom, right, a loving mom, she was protecting my big brothers who were in the streets at the time, so of course she didn't let them in the home, and that caused things to, you know, spiral into other things. And then, of course, my grandmother took us in, but it was just like a very tragic experience because we had to go to like this hospital to get checked out as if my parents, you know, like my mom had did something to us, which was never the case. You know, she was just protecting her sons who, you know, need to be protected, especially in the 90s. Right. So that was something that I'll, I'll never forget. But it was like a gift and a curse at the same time. It's, you know, of course, we knew our mom loved us, of course, right? Because she was always there for us. She volunteered, right? She was on the PTO. I think that's what they mm-hmm. call it. We call it PSTO here. Um, but, you know, she was there every day, didn't miss seeing us on the school. You know, we arrive at the school bus. She saw volunteering so that she could see us every day and did everything that the courts asked her to do to get us back. But that time we had how long were you out of her custody? It's like three years. Three years. Yeah, so we were going to like therapy downtown. And, you know, we had a really cool driver who would pick us up from school, let us listen to Tupac and all the type of music <laughs> we was used to, you know. So it was kind of cool. But I'm like, why are we it's here? It's confusing like, as a kid yeah. because you had this loving mother yeah. and suddenly you're pulled from the home. Right. And she's got to be in major grief because and, of that. Yeah. And 
Yeah. She was going through a lot too. Now that I'm a mom. Yeah. It was hard on her, you know? So yeah, mm. yeah stuff like that make you emotional when you think about how the system have failed you, you the know? The system failed you, it right? Definitely the system that's supposed to help right. actually potentially harmed and yeah, failed. Yeah, it did. So what if we had a mom that will have not been so strong to do everything that they asked her to do right. to get us back. Yeah. You know, that would have been tough on my grandmother who was elderly at the time, right? But it gave me a chance to be introduced. I went to a church a couple of times with my mom, but when I got with my grandmother, it was like more stability, you know? Mm. So, you know, everything is a gift and curse with everything in life, right? So I'm just that type of girl. Every negative thing that happened in my life, I've always pull out the positive you know mm -hmm. because that's how I stay above water did you, you know? learn that from your mom or your grandma or was it just sort of innate in you I, it's definitely in me so yeah. but where do yeah. I get it from you know and um yeah so I think I get it from my mom and my dad you know I know my mom was a single mom but I have like the best relationship with my father because he and I start building a really strong relationship uh, when I was a teenager, you know, so life okay. kind of changed for me. I went from this underserved, you know, community type to, you know, my dad came in my life and it was like I was born again, you know. Wow. So that relationship with him really changed you. Oh, absolutely. He made sure he put me in a better environment. You know, when he seen what was going on, he didn't hesitate to do what he needed to do to make sure that I was OK. And of course, you know, my child who was going to be born here soon after. So, yeah, yeah, yeah very interesting background. And a lot of people don't understand me, but it's like if they took the time out to really know me, I really don't open up. A lot of people don't know what we're, what I just said. A lot of people don't yeah. know that about yeah. me, you know, because I just keep moving forward with life. I don't let that hinder me from doing what I have to do to be successful or raise my child, you know? Right. Well, thank you for your courage in sharing yeah. that experience. Cause that really, that was really emotional. Is, yeah. 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 And you had, I keep thinking about these strong women in your life. Oh, absolutely. That have influenced Family you. Family full of strong women, especially yeah. on my mom's side. And of course my dad's side too, right? You'll hear me say that a lot. If you know anybody that come from a blended family, it can get a little tricky sometimes, right? So I do come from a tribe full of strong, powerful women yeah. on both sides, yeah. my mom, my dad. So if you ever wonder where Deja got it from, she got it from her family. Oh, wait, it's not oh, just she... Oh, too hard to All right, I know, it's a secret. <laughs> well, I think that's a good, yeah. a good segue because you um, became a single mom to Deja. You were how old when oh. Deja? Deja, by the way, is the guest who was our, she was on episode... 10 or something like that. She's an early guest and she's a young scientist yeah. with doing all kinds of amazing things. We'll yeah. put her information in our show notes. Yeah. But this is her Love proud you, mother. This is her proud mama <laughs> that we're like, we yes. want to talk to her mother. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sorry I've made you guys wait so long, but I just wasn't ready. You know, yeah. I just... I prefer to be in the cut, you know, on the management side, making sure she's not being taken advantage of, be yeah. keeping her schedule in order, make sure she's getting good grades when she's in school. So I'd rather take the the back end, but sometimes you got to come out and let folks know because I, I keep hearing, who's her mom? And what did her mom do? And where did this kid come from? And, well, and you're sharing that so beautifully yeah. right now. This yeah. is the lineage. This yes. is... 
All right. You had a strong single mom. Oh yeah. You became a strong single mom. Yeah. So how old were you when you had Dave? Oh, that's a good question. Can you guess? Well, you look really young. (laughs) I know. (laughs) She's not. So yeah, I was 18 years old. Okay. I was 18 years old when I gave birth to Deja. I was pregnant walking across the stage, high school, graduation year. Um, walking across the stage with her and yeah without the support of my parents and when I say my parents I'm talking about my daddy my mama my bonus mom my sisters we all came together to raise her okay we all came together because it was gonna take a village (laughs) yeah I was 18 I didn't know what I was gonna do with no baby but lord knows when she came parent motherhood immediately kicked in yeah. so it's it was just mama bear it was definitely natural you do have mama bear energy i yes. felt that like immediately yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know do. about my baby <laughs> yeah yeah yes. so but there's times i failed her you know and um i'm sure every mother will probably feel that way at some Absolutely. point yeah. in life but if i'm gonna 100%. be here you know bringing my authentic self to you i have to be real with the people and let them know it's not always glitz and glam, you know? So there are some tough times and challenges yeah. that we've come across throughout these years. But again, with family support, especially my parents, you know, yeah. we've been able to overcome a lot of things, you know? So I may be a woman full of statistics, but I try to do everything that I can to avoid that from happening with my daughter. Mm. That's so well said. Well, so you you were in Chicago when you had Deja. You oh, stayed yeah. in Chicago for her early years. Yeah, so we were there. We lived in a community called Beverly. Um, of course, my dad was going to let me raise my daughter in those conditions, right? So, um, yeah, we moved to the community in Beverly. And, you know, I just did my mommy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Made sure she was busy, making sure, you know, I would have fun. I wasn't letting anybody, including my own kid, rob me from my 20s or my mm-hmm. teen years. So I would keep, I would enjoy my life, do what I was doing at the time, right? What I enjoy doing, city girl festivity is what I like to call them. So while I was hanging out and, you know, rather as going to school part-time, playing around, um, I took forever to get that associate's degree y'all forever but, but you did it. I did do it you know but I could have got it done sooner but I was just playing games yeah. you know yeah. so, well you had a lot on your plate too yeah but I had a lot of help too so there's really no <laughs> excuse if I can be honest right I took advantage of the help my dad helped me tremendously um financially in so many ways not even just financial just being that Emotional. peace of mind that that example, like a lot of people look at celebrities as they role model. I have a real life role model, wow. you know, that I look up to and look forward to talking to and mm-hmm. you gotta respect the pops. But those who know, well, no. pops, those who know, no. an honor yeah, to you, right? Absolutely. So he, you, when you look at Deja, y'all see her, y'all work with her. Yeah. That's his granddaughter. Okay. That's, that's his mini me, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. his influence and his, she's, he's she's, a role model for her too. Absolutely. She loved her grandfather. So don't feel bad for me because I was a single mom. Sometimes being raised in a single family household can be healthier for the kid, you yeah. know? So my father made sure she didn't miss a beat. And she anybody had, can contest yeah. to that, you yeah. know? So it was, I, I didn't have money to pay for private schooling and 
tutoring and things like that, right? I didn't have money to keep her involved in all those activities. I just started making good money over the last, what, seven, eight years since I've been an insurance agent. So, yeah. Yeah. So you were in Chicago, but then at some point you made the move. You with Deja, but I must be remembering wrong. No, it's from Chicago. Madison. Madison. Yeah, it's like right outside of Louisville, Kentucky. So Southern Indiana, literally across the bridge from Milton, Kentucky, like five minutes, like how you have Rock Island and Davenport. So, hey, remember I told you earlier how I was just taking forever to finish school? Yes. So, you know. My dad was helping me out and I guess, I don't know. To me, I feel like I was just taking too long to finish school and I was abusing, you know, my dad's kindness, right? Because when you're 18, you don't have to, you know, you could be done with, you know, you don't have to support your kid financially, right? But my dad knew that I didn't make 100000 a year, like how you need at the time to yeah. give a comfortable lifestyle for a kid, right? So it's his granddaughter, like he'll do for any other his grandkids, right? He helped out if need be right because that's how great grandparents are so shout out to all the grandparents out there yeah um but you know on my 25th birthday I think this was around the time iPods and everything was coming out or whatever and um he was like hey you know I'm gonna help you out every other month you know slowly winging me off so you start paying your bills on your own every other month and next year you know you're all on your own I was like you know crushed like oh my god but of course I wasn't like upset or anything I was just like man that's happened about that oh my god yeah. I just got serious about school you know like what am I right and of course I didn't have the courage to say I need more time right because I had already taken advantage you know so I didn't feel right as a kid my heart as Asking a person for more. I didn't want to ask for more because I'm like I should have did what I needed to do when I had the opportunity, right? So me just being this resourceful person because when you're a single mom or when you're just a person like me and and curious, ask questions and always want to know the no, the why and Mm. what's out there, right? So I just start researching jobs and first I start researching like housing, affordable housing, Um, because I'm like, I need to finish school, you know, like I have to finish school. And I was like, man, I love the people around me, but I'm just so stuck in this mode. Like I've been, I'm not, Mm. I haven't really been financially responsible. Right. So it's like, I'm used to this certain lifestyle, but now I can't afford this lifestyle. So what am I going to do? Right. So I just, Found where there was assistance for school, like where I can go to school, where I can have affordable housing. And of course, all the other things that I don't play about. What's the crime? What the school district is like? Um, I, you researched all oh, that. Absolutely. I did everything but the hate crime. That's the only thing uh. I missed was the hate crime. I didn't know there was a hate crime map until we moved to North, um, till we moved where we're at now in a certain district, you know, so... And was wow. there a lot of hate crimes? Oh, they the... just got re- that's how Deja got out of their school. But that's a whole nother okay. story. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, but I didn't know about a hate crime map until we moved out here. Okay. And so. Can I just yeah. say though, your, your curiosity is so, and, and you're at that age. 25. To be able to think through all the things you wanted for yourself and your daughter. Yeah. Researching it, trying to find the right spot. Yeah. And then doing it. I'm like sitting uh, here yeah, amazed. Yeah. Like you have 
all these people, you've lived in Chicago your whole life. You've got family there. Whole support and for system. you to actually know if I stay here, I'm going to be stuck in this pattern in which I've been. I'm going to be stuck in a mold. I actually need a fresh start. I mean, yeah. talk about courage and the yeah, wealth and coming so out. I didn't want to be a welfare queen, right? That's what I remember my dad used that word that phrase one time we were talking about not he didn't call me one or anything like that but we were just talking and like I said a lot of my a lot of my thrive what's in me come from my father and seeing my mom too struggle and things like that so those two combinations right there they play a lot with how I move how I feel how I think and a lot of things that I do that yes. makes sense mm -hmm. you know? so yeah generational yeah. So I let Power. people know, I, I know, the I feel like I have the best of both worlds. I know what it's like to have a, a wealthy life. I know what it's like to grow up poor, you know? So. Yeah. Your perspective, you have a deep perspective. Yeah, and that's what I mean by that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you found it in. Oh yeah. Madison. So in the small town, Madison, Indiana, we didn't know a soul. Oh my God. It was, we didn't know not one person. Okay. So we, so I went to go check out the place I went to a few places, but I checked out this spot. I went with one of my cousins. We drove out and I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. Things seemed okay. I'm like, okay, look, nice. It's, you know, so we went from a one bedroom to like a two bedroom townhouse type of deal. Um, rent was super affordable. And um, yeah, we, we moved there. And when the movers left, I broke down in the bathroom uh, crying and Deja came in. She's eight years old and... Being my therapist, right? Just letting me know it was going to be okay. And we cried, you know, together. And yeah. How long did you stay? Three years. Three years. About three years. Yeah. Yep. Because it was always temporary. It was just, to, you know, just like any year. Like how the, the average kid who do it the traditional way, what do they do? A lot of times they go away to college yep. and then they come back home, right? right. But so. you didn't go back home. So you stayed Child, in three years. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. happened. Oh, my God. A nightmare. No. <laughs> At the time, I didn't think it was a nightmare, right? But, oh, man. So really, we were on our way. I was about to move to Atlanta. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I knew this. It was a small town, population of about 3,000. So when you in small towns, it's very rural. There's not a lot of color folks like I me. was going to ask. Yeah. Um, but we didn't let that stop us because we've, we've always been in spaces where it wasn't a lot of, you know, minorities, unless I was in the hood. You know what I mean? That's where you're going to, in which I spend time in my hood, you know, because that's yeah. where I'm from. We were, because I was like, no, you can't really get a job there. Yeah. I had a job working with ADP, right? People who do the payroll checks, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to drive like an hour and 20 minutes away. I had to go all the way to Louisville wow. to, to work that job, right? And I had a really bad car accident where I didn't get hurt, but I could have easily died. It was with, I like, I went into a ditch in the winter in the South. Well, to me, that's not the South, but for some reason, they consider that the South. It gets very icy. It's a different type of road in Chicago, right? right? It just get really icy and set up a whole bunch of snow. So I slid on black ice, went into the ditch and almost got hit by a semi-truck. Oh. And so I was, that was a wake up call for me. Yeah. Like, you know what? I can't keep traveling. Then right. it's like, you got to worry about, you know, at the time we had like a nanny, part-time nanny 
oh my gosh, she's the best girl ever. You know, I cannot wait to take care of her one day because she was there. She introduced Deja to country music, mm. all type of things. You know, she was one of the girls at the church who we trusted. We didn't trust many people and still don't. But she gained, you know, she earned our trust yeah. and she was a very special part of the family. So I love that girl. Mm. So Brie, if you ever hear this girl, we love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so again, you're, you, you, I, since this village concept oh, yeah. you go you very inspiring i built our support system yes, did from scratch there we had one in we have family of course We're always going to be there to support us but you need that local yeah you do um, you need your system. local family so you were going to go to atlanta yeah so i call myself i always had these little wild dreams right like you know what i'm just going to get i end up getting connect at an auction so i found out where to get cars for cheap bought even bought one myself and like you know what let me figure out what I got to do to get a license and do this to wow. make this happen in Atlanta I even interviewed for jobs and stuff like that too um in Atlanta but girl one day on Instagram I get a message from a fling from the past you know got a always a fling from the past <laughs> girl, okay he got it together you know he's coming back to get me <laughs> what I'm thinking because he don't even do social media and he creates social media here it is my I've moved on with my life I've moved out of state we're traveling right. I'm trying to expose Deja to different things taking her to theater school I'm thinking she's about to be an actress or a singer we're going mm -hmm. back and forth to New York doing all these you know auditions I'm minding my business finally accept the fact that I'm going to be a single mom for life right and then here come a message from She's the like, past from, this is like a movie i'm on the edge of my chair I'm like, just, like this is a movie like a lifetime movie how the thing that happened like for real for real and it's so sad but we're here so so i'm not ashamed anymore Iowa because girl, of the message yes, from the thing yes. that's what got you to i oh yes okay so you, you i'm he was here already? Yeah. So he's from Chicago too. We went to like community college together. We had met and I, it was a lot of red flags then, but it's like, who do you judge? Who am I to judge? We grow up, people change. Sure. I'm a good woman. So of course he's coming back to get me, right? Mm. That's how cocky and confident <laughs> I was. Girl crushed me all the way down, got out here and it was like a nightmare. Most good times and bad times. So I'm not going to act like it was all bad you know but there were some things that my daughter and I experienced she just told me two years ago she was traumatized from it mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god you know like wow you know trying to make him apologize for what he's done and he just ain't doing it and I'm just like man look but it didn't last long but mm -hmm. I wasn't about I could have went home but I ain't let no man send me home with nothing uh, so wow. I stayed and I raised my daughter because I had already convinced her this was going to be a better move. You're going to have a bonus dad. We're completing our family. That's how I sold days on that coming out. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's going to be more quality of life, similar to what we were at, you know, but and we're going to be closer to your grandparents, you know. Sure. But isn't it funny how the, the universe sometimes work out? Because yeah. clearly uh Deja being here in Iowa so many doors opened up for her it did and so the you know like how you got here yeah. it's and like you were clearly were supposed to be here on some level the universe yeah. got you here right it did. and and the strengths you had you had to say 
this relationship didn't work out, but this place may still be for us. Girl, I accomplished everything I said I was going to accomplish with this man. We Mm -hmm. had a whole three-year plan on what we were supposed to accomplish when I moved out here. I wasn't just going to move just to be moving. I had a whole plan. Like, okay, what you trying to do? Fake engagement and everything, okay? Like, how you proposed to me and didn't have a, you didn't even have a ring, but I was so gullible and I really thought that was real, you know? Mm. But everything happens for a reason. So mm. I make it my business to call periodically and be like, you know what? Thank you so much for playing me. Thank you so much. Yeah. I do. I miss you and I love you. I appreciate you. God knew all along. Yeah. So I'm sorry about the things that happened with us. Sorry, it didn't work out. I wish it. I'm sorry I even cried. And I used to cry in my car. I had to work like six days a week, 12 hours a day to keep paying those bills so that I can show myself, show my daughter, and definitely show my parents because I didn't even get their blessing. It's a okay. move. Yeah. So ain't no way I was about to go back home. I'm not a punk. We're going to make this happen. You, you know? You are you are incredibly resilient. Yeah, I try I, to I be sometimes. about every yeah. stage of your life, every stage, yeah. you've built this resiliency muscle. I feel like by the time you got to that relationship and it wasn't working, you had built enough of that muscle that you were able to say, this is how I'm going to move forward. Girl, no. I was still crushed trying to be with this man. <laughs> well, even wasn't you sure it's still I was like for my family. So I thought, yeah. yeah, but it was a dead. It wasn't there was really no real family, you know, so the fact that you can even at this point, because I do think when our hearts get broken, Oh, I couldn't they stay talk about broken, it. right? But even yeah. this this perspective you have on thank you, like oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's like the gra- yeah, I, I see that coming out. Of that's you. your the theme. Gratitude, that's the theme right? of your life. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking funny. for the good. I've never been married, but it felt like death. So I feel mm-hmm. bad for people that have divorces. But as an insurance agent, I talk to a lot of people who come who marriages have failed. I hate to say it failed, just have, I'll say expired, right? Because I I felt like a woman who had failed. I was embarrassed. I was humiliated. I didn't want to talk about it. In fact, people will ask me about him and I would just pretend that things was great. I wouldn't even say nothing bad. I would just speak highly of him when I know Mm -hmm. that it was complete hell. A lot of times, right? Yeah. Get you talking about it right now. Well, I oh, I no. just got to this point, girl. Oh. But it's been like three <laughs> years since I've like really shut it down. Like, no, you're not going to play with me like that anymore. But right now it's just all about me making sure Deja gets to where she wants to be. I feel like how I felt before I got with him. I don't even want to be married. Now going into these banks, oh, sometimes I wish I was married, right? Because we all know being married, going in these banks make you look better on paper, even though they can't admit that. But those who know, know. But right now it's like, what man? I am very happily single and I am just career focused right now and getting in tune with me. I couldn't talk about this a year ago. You know, my daughter even cries sometimes when we talk about bringing, I bring certain things up, you know, Mm -hmm. so... You made a comment at some point, I think maybe before we started recording, but just about how you and Deja grew up together. Oh, yeah. Deja probably said that. But yeah, no, we kind of almost did. She's like my sister. We fight. We argue. You know, not physically. (laughs) No, but I'm saying like sisters. Yeah. Yeah. My friends. Yeah. Well, and you, you, I've observed how much you have each other's back how supportive you are of each other's dreams because yeah. you both have dreams yeah. and visions for where you want to go. Absolutely. And, and they're so, both of you make things happen 
but you have each other to kind of help yeah. uh, continue to inspire one another too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, an, it's such a beautiful partnership that I've witnessed yeah. between the two of you and how you, how you speak of each other. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. That's my home girl. She's seen me go through a lot. Like if don't nobody in this world know me, she know me. She, she knows know the struggles from trying to come up with rent money trying to keep avoid to having the lights cut off you know things that i don't even tell my parents deja know yeah 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 what's it been like to watch your daughter who's just 18 now 20 20 she's 20 now skyrocket into such in a way fame in terms of her all of these awards she's gotten she's been on the ellen show she you know, gets asked to these big conferences. She's given a TED talk here. Yeah. What's it like as a mother to observe this? It's almost kind of hard to accept in a way. Like it's, you try to act like things are normal. You try to, but in reality, it's really not. Every day it's a different email. Every day it's a different call, you know? So what we did, we deal with a lot and we go through it with each other. So I can't believe that some of the stuff that's happening, to be honest with you. So I thank Ellen. I thank Smithsonian. I thank um, the Regeneron for Science. I thank them so much because a lot of her bookings have come because of those publications. And even with you, Kate, you know, you just recommended her to do this TEDx. So that's, you know, so a lot of this, I think a lot of people think that we're out here, um, you know, we we do what we do now. Don't get us wrong, but a lot of this stuff really come to her. The so opportunities show up absolutely, and I think that just shows how authentic she is, and um, what she have to offer to the world and our story. You know, like yeah. I think her story is so remarkable because one, yes, she's the first to do it. The first will always get it right. But her, where does she come from? You know, she come from a single family home. Her mom don't have a science background. Her father doesn't have a science background. We have her mom, her, this side of my side of the family, we have entrepreneur background, right? But we don't have that science background. So a lot of people don't expect her to accomplish so much because of where she come from. And people need to know just because you come from a broken home don't mean you can't be a scientist. Yes. Just because, you know, you face adversity and so many different things in life don't mean that you can't be successful. People need to know just because you come, you have a mom that have a background. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? And the most non-traditional upbringing you yes. can still produce great people to society. Yes. And so that's right. And you have both written your own story and continue to write your own story. I'll try. Um, but entrepreneurship is all about, I mean, it's about, it can be about failure and taking chances and risk. Yeah. Putting yourself out there. And I feel like the way that you brought Deja up, yeah. she saw that in you. Oh, yeah. Never give up eye on where you're going, finding the good, yep. which your daughter does. After this conversation, I see yeah. why. Yes. And, and so that's what makes a successful entrepreneur because it's not an easy road to build your own business, to build your own idea, to build your own thing. It's not. But the energy that she attracts, the energy that you attract, because you are, you have, you have brought that example to her. And I see that now as both of you are moving forward in your own adventures, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second. Um, you've learned that from each other and supported 
that development in each other. Absolutely. Which, and our and my parents. And your parents. We Who, can I tell a little story about the grandparents? Yeah. So when I first knew of Deja, I, I wanted to give her an award. I was part of an organization that wanted to give her an award. Okay. Do you remember this at the Engler? Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to find her. And I tried to go through the school. And I tried to email her. I tried to, like, my son was actually in her class. I was like, do I just track her down in the hallways? How do I find her to give her this award and tell her about it? Um, eventually, I got a phone number for her agent. <laughs> and so I call the agent and say, we want to give this innovation award to Deja. And how could we arrange for her to be here on a certain date? Yeah. And I had this very strong woman, you know, well, let me talk with her, you know, kind of have this conversation with her. And at the end, she says, oh, hell, I'm her grandma. <laughs> Is this your mother? That's my bonus mom. Bonus yeah, she, yeah. She's a goat. Yep. She was just here having a, a book signing. She was As psychic. She was just mm. here. She has a book called Knowing Your Heritage Matters. Knowing We're going to put it in the matters. show notes. Yeah, you yeah. should do that. Um, she, yeah. So in the beginning, because this stuff happened like a wildfire. Mm -hmm. Yes. People from everywhere, all over, in the country, out the country, people were just calling to the point where it was like, you know what? We want exclusive. We want to be the first. And so we're like, how do you handle how we're going to handle this? Right. But I'm like, our family, we come from a, we, you know, we can take care of this, you know, but then she started working on her book. And so in the beginning, she was like the agent, yeah. you know, helping her out with the bookings and just correspondence, like a publicist, and, yeah. you know, a manager. So, and then at the award ceremony, I got to meet both, yeah. both your father yeah. and her and, yeah. Um, she had a whole her whole tribe there to celebrate yep. her. And yep. they drove out just mm -hmm. to, you know, see her get that award and be celebrated. So we yeah. love Iowa City. Iowa City has been great to our family. Um, so this is home for Deja. She let me know that. Yeah. She said this is home. And I was like, oh, I thought Chicago. And she's like, no. <laughs> Chicago's your home. I grew, yeah, that's yep. what she said. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that. You yep. know, just know where you come from and know where you come from absolutely know where you come from. yeah and she she's very she aware she's very aware and it's so crazy how she's such an advocate for things that she never really personally like directly experienced and not not in some cases I guess I should say right but I feel like a lot of that is she's advocating God. for you you know, but she don't even realize some of the things that I've been through, even as a teenager, like when she was fighting not to have those resource officers in the school. Well, when I was a teenager, I got arrested by a resource officer. I never told her that. So she's naturally fighting for our people, oh, you know, oh. and I think it's so great. You yep. know, she make us proud all the time. So she is. Deja is the one with the force. OK. Oh, sister. Yeah. I, that force. Came Oops. directly from you. I can feel. In fact, earlier I wanted to say you are a force of nature. That's yeah. kind of what I feel energetically from you. So I appreciate that. Yes. And so, and I know how proud she is of you because she's told me. Yeah, I could do better though, guys. Oh, uh, we can all do better. We're all works in progress. Yeah. 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 But I, I, can you share with listeners kind of where you are in your life and like your, yeah. dream, your dream is, yeah. Your my dream is to become, um, make sure Deja gets to where she needs to be. Right. Cause that's my baby. I don't care how grown and successful she is. I need to make sure as a mother that she gets to where she's going and keep 
the folks that's not there for her out her way we're not you know we'll leave that where that's at but after deja like i guess right now she's already gone so right now i'm working (laughs) on just getting making my next you know building my real estate portfolio right you can never have too many properties and keep giving people the chances like out here you know there's a lot of people that i know come from where i come from maybe not the same neighborhood or even the same side of town but when you out of chicago chicago is chicago right sure so i we got a lot of brothers out here mm-hmm. in our area where we're at right now right where they may have backgrounds they do have backgrounds right because they have not had the best upbringing or opportunities or resources yes. in life so they have backgrounds but a lot of these men change when they get out of prison and, but it's hard for them to find a place to live and sometimes even get a job. But mm-hmm. if they, you know, they want to live nice and comfortable too. Why do they have to live on a certain community or a certain area where it's low income? They want to live in these middle-class neighborhoods too. Right? right. So why not? And that's what I've been doing. I've been getting properties and giving folks second chances and letting, you know, letting them have that fresh start because I got a second chance. Mm. So why can't I help Mm. someone else? You know, so I do that. I get involved in certain, I can do better in the community, but I do volunteer at some events and I definitely make donations all the time. Like the domestic violence center, I'm definitely going to go drop some stuff off over there tomorrow. Um, So just working on being a better me and trying to really get my life together now. So I'm working with some folks. I got a nice team set up. So hopefully next year, first quarter, I'm able to make this move that I'm planning, you know, planning right now. Hopefully we can see those seeds blossom. Um, We'll probably come back to talk about that if we can get that going, like how we're planning to. Um, But right now I'm just loving insurance and hoping one day that I can be your local insurance agent, you know, Mm. so... Those are just some things that I'm working on. Well, and I'm very struck by the this mother instinct in you. I mean, Kate and I re- relate so much when you have these children, they they feel like extensions of you, even though they're their own people. Yeah, they are. They they just came through you. They're not really, yeah. you know. And and yet it's it's like how we continue to foster and grow them, but then find ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel that in you right now. Like you're on the cusp of like, who am I? What do oh, I yeah. want? What's what is my purpose? purpose? Definitely going through that right important. now. And I think that's something that all women mm-hmm. of all race, we can all relate to yeah. this, right? About like, how do we as women, you as a single mom, your mom is a single mom. Like, mm-hmm. how do we actually find ourselves? Yeah. In the she was married. Let me just make that clear. So she was married before and she became a widow, you know, but still a single mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, and the best gift we can give often, especially our daughters, is for them to see us uh, reaching our dreams and working toward our dreams yeah. because you're modeling that for her, even though she's finding early success at a young age, she's still looking up to you. And so by you oh, taking yeah. those steps for yourself, yeah, right. You're just modeling that for her. And I think we often, our generation, I'm going to lump you in with us. Oh yeah. She's younger than us. She's younger than us. I know. In the 40s, I'm with it. Or even 50s, I can relate. I still go to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> Up at 4.30, grand folks time. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, one of, time. you're one of us. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we, I think we tend to, f- we're finding our voices and our purpose maybe a little bit more in the midlife. Mm-hmm. Where Deja, we were struck by, you know, her young wisdom 
of knowing who she is, where she wants to go, what she wants to do, being, yeah, being very um, clear at a young age. And so I think as we develop in our, in our midlife years, there's just, there's no matter what age Mm -hmm. there is the finding your authenticity and finding your purpose is such a worthwhile often very challenging and can be, you know, difficult, but but so worth it. Yeah, worth it. So worth it. Definitely. And I think social media has set up where we've forgotten that the average wealthy person or established person usually don't get there until like their 50s or late 40s. But social media have people thinking that it happens. Now, Deja, I know it's really happening. She's she's not where she's going to be, but... I mean, with an exception, right? But uh, you have all these influencers. She's not influencer, right? But you have all these influencers, these young folks making all this money with crypto and all this fake money. And it's like, come on, guys, you don't really experience true wealth unless you're investing really early in life, which a lot of people are doing. So I'm not going to take that away from the young folks because the young folks are really out here doing a thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're not where we want to be, but in reality, timing is everything. Yes, yes it is. So you, and I used to beat myself up like, oh my God, I could have been done this. I could have been where I'm at. I could have, oh my God, my portfolio could be where it, where I want it to be by now. But let's talk about it. 20s, you're either looking for a mate, which was not my case, just having fun, right? And traveling and just living life and having all these experiences. Then you have your 30s. Every decade, I feel like it should get better, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't really know. A lot of people don't know what they want to be in life until they're in their 30s or 40s. So right. it's like we, a lot of times, we don't know our purpose. We're just out here trying to figure out, you know? <laughs> yeah, all, right. Totally. And take it day by day. And I think we get too caught up in the social media because we don't post like me. I'm not going to post I paid my bill late. Who's going to that? <laughs> You're not- that's not your business you know right just know we got paid you know or you know so you can't get caught up in a social media world a lot of it's not it's not real uh, i mean some people do share their real stories you know they may not share all of it you know but then you have a lot of people that fabricate their lives and it's like girl or boy it's not that serious you know like just log off (laughs) just log off just log off I think the the final question, what do you think, Kate? Yeah, we, we, well, first of all, I've enjoyed this so much. Yeah. Your story, your bravery. Just your presence. You have a really beautiful, powerful presence. And it just feels really like an honor to sit with you. Yeah. yeah, y'all are killing it, and y'all know it. Wow. <laughs> There's nice views out here, everything, nice spot. Yeah. Oh. Well, we we always like to end with a, a powerful question about being a wild woman. Yeah, this wild woman archetype of being in your authenticity, and uh, you Courageous. you really represent that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and you've shown that in this interview. But so we're going to ask you what door you think you took into your life as a wild woman. Yeah. So if you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much you can almost not bear it, that is a door. And if you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. Oh, man. I feel like three out the four. Okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. You're allowed. Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> three out of four. Which so ones? The first, second, and fourth. Deep scar. For sure. Old story. Absolutely. 
and not the deep, sky. Deeper life, full life. She's a city girl. She definitely city girl. Water, whatever. Sunflowers. Some the vacant lots. Give me the gang way to uh-huh. oh. No, all jokes aside, but those three for sure. I, I'm a city girl, but I have a small town heart. You know, so in the city, you got to be real tough and hard kind of lost that a little bit you know i'm super loving i'll get out now i can definitely go there if i need to you know but city girl but a small town heart that's like i have like to put it so you have a big heart ladonna phillips big heart (laughs) and um yeah and we so appreciate you spending time with us and sharing your powerful story and thank you so much much, LaDonna it's been a real joy I appreciate that thank you so much for allowing me to come here and open up a little bit because this is not something that I do often probably with my closest friends and definitely with Deja but it's not often I get to do this so I look forward to um hanging out with you ladies again in the future so thank you thanks LaDonna hello listeners we want to let you know that we have so much gratitude that you join us in these conversations every week We want to continue to uplift and connect with women-owned businesses and businesses that are supporting women. So if you are one of those or have a recommendation for someone that may want to sponsor an episode, please have them reach out at tendherwild.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching and Heartland Yoga. As a coach, I am an advocate for authenticity and well-being for individuals, organizations, and communities. Through my coaching work, I like to help you connect to your authenticity. Whether you're an individual, a leader, or an organization, your creative power lies in your authenticity. Doing the work to understand your strengths and acknowledge the patterns and rocks that are in your way is the path to well-being. Whether it's your career or your relationship with yourself or others, transformative change begins within. You can reach me at katemorelandcoaching.com. Heartland Yoga has been in business for nearly 15 years. I founded this studio with the intention for it to be a safe place where people could come and heal. I also knew that I wanted a business that fostered community and connection. So if you are looking to deepen your yoga practice, heal from physical, emotional, mental wounds, or simply connect with people who are like-minded, Heartland Yoga is a place that we would love to welcome you into, whether it's online or in person. You can find out more information at www.heartlandyoga.com. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.